Who, who's that? Who's, he's who's frozen. Craig? Oh, he's frozen? I think he's frozen in time. Ah! ah! <laughs> no! That's funny. Yeah, we're gonna... And then it just... Really? Froze and then went out. And I was like, We just oh. saw your frozen face. And we're, we're just like, like oh, okay. oh my gosh. Okay. You're just really just saying, and Craig, and then we're good. All right, guys, I gotta go by and then just dip. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. Today we have a special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself. Hi, how's it going? I'm Craig. I am a guy who loves to play D&D via any means necessary. Uh, podcast, stream, all of it. It's just a, a wonderful time, and I'm, I'm so thankful that you guys thought it'd be cool to you know, hang out with me and, and see what I think of such the wonderful game that we love to play. Listen, Patrick, I highly recommend it to you. So I was like, Hell oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is Patrick's um, fault. Yeah. So blame Patrick if this goes very well or horrible. We'll see what happens. <laughs> as, as my DM, 900% of the time I'm blaming him. So it makes sense <laughs> that I also blame him for this. Awesome. <laughs> Yes, um, Craig is part of Unbalanced Encounters, which on like I, I want to say like two or three episodes ago, I, I'm trying to figure out where I'm putting this in line with everything. Um, we had Patrick the DM who couldn't tell us everything, so now I think with a, a perspective from a player, we'll have a little bit more insight into what it's like one being part of a, a kind of a podcast RPG uh, game as well as having not to worry too much or as much as Patrick about letting something go that might be on a next episode or something like that, or just oh, yeah. that's in the mind. <laughs> oh, I'll just give you guys all the information. It's great. I'll just, you know, whatever yeah. spoilers you need, you know, I'll just throw them out there. <laughs> yes. Tell me how this all kind of came together. Was there a process? Yeah. Basically I've been playing D and D since like 2016 at the time I was a, teacher and one of my friends was uh big into magic the gathering and then the store that he played at he was basically like yo man let's let's play this game it's called dungeon dragons i was like okay whatever and i was hooked ever since um and then this funny little app i don't know if you guys heard of it it's like it's a small company um tiktok started uh posting videos on there about D D, little little D D meme jokes and whatnot and that's where i met uh patrick as well as emily and I was a big fan of Cinderblock Sally. And then eventually, Emily and Patrick were like, we want to make a podcast about playing live action D&D. Uh, and I was like, cool, where do I sign up? And so there's an interview process. I was able to make a character that they enjoyed. And then, you know, Unbalanced Encounters, the rest is history so far. So far, so good. It's a wonderful time. Who's your character on... on oh. oh, I'm so sorry. Um... Isaac Axtrummer is uh, my character, um, half-orc paladin, and he's just, you know, he's the sweetest guy, you know, does no wrong, always tells the truth, and he's just trying to make the world a better place. I'm being so sarcastic right now. He's kind of the biggest I, I, I screw I felt up. the sarcasm. <laughs> I, I'm like halfway through episode one, so mm -hmm. forgive me for that. Oh, you're fine. But uh, I have not, so I don't think I've met your character yet. Um, but sarcasm was felt, maybe. I, probably, I have been yeah. told multiple times that Isaac, one of the titles they've given him is Gaslight Girl Queen Boss, for the most part. So be ready for that in coming episodes. Uh, but he's just a leader of this small, lumbering town. And, you know, it's like Stardew Valley meets D&D. For the most part, and he's just doing the best he can, and you know he, he doesn't tell lies; he just emits the truth. You know what I'm saying? So he's trying his best. But yeah, yes, it's truth adjacent. There you go. You know, <laughs> you don't need to know everything. You just need to know the part I know and feel like telling you, so that you're on my side. That's a 
feel like gaslighting at all. That just feels like manipulation. Just like there you go. straight yeah. up regular old <laughs> manipulation. Just simple manipulation to a part to a to a positive yeah. note. <laughs> you know, bring it back to the basics is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Bring it back. Just mm-hmm. just manipulate your friends. That's all you need to do. Get them to do half what you D is. <laughs> To making them feel things, you know. Yeah, as a DM, 100%. no, 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 no. The DM, yeah, DM is here for gaslighting. Okay, that's the DM's role. But as a player, but that's what's so fun about it. Why are you crossing your arms like that, Adrian? I'm just what? Leave me alone! <laughs> I was just crossing my arms. I was getting into a better he's, position. He's like, uh huh. Let me let me hear you out real quick. Let me see what what these. <laughs> What should you guys say about me? Huh? What are you saying? I don't think I, DMs... you've never gaslighted a person in your life ever. Yeah. Listen, yeah. they they got to know what I needed them to know. Okay, much like Isaac. Okay, I'm just here to for a good time. You know. So what if I leave something out? It's not what I wanted to do. It's what my character would do. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. I, I look at it as as if you roll better, you learn more. So yes. what I'm hearing is your players need to roll better, and then you'll tell them more of the important things that they need to know. As much as that person knows, they will tell you as much as they know. But that there doesn't mean all my pieces know what I know. Exactly. It's a beautiful balance. Yes. Patrick has used that tool on us many a day, many a day. It is. um, And the fun thing about doing a podcast for that is the fact of there's you can pause it and you can you can take those breaks and you get to think a a bit more compared to um, when when I do the stream on Magic RPG. Everything has to happen instantly in the thought process. And you're kind of more in the character's mindset because you can't you we get like a 15 minute break sometime during the show but for the most part everything's happening now and and that's all you get so it's definitely a a, a wild ride for both and i love both sections of things has there been a time during your stream where you have to stop like you just had to oh yes yes e- emotionally and or physically in the sense of like yo bio break and or like hey this is getting a little intense can we just take a breather and yeah, we've we've done that multiple times because everybody's you know the awesome group in the sense of like respectful of everyone's boundaries and understandings of how uh, they they play the game and sometimes get into things very deeply and definitely multiple times that's happened. I just I just had a memory of a few, but I don't want to spoil anything. I don't <laughs> that that game spoil uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's released yet. Is that why? All right. Um, Grim Domains on Magi RPG is more of a um, gothic horror mystery type deal. So there's definitely mm-hmm. been multiple times where we were like, hey, this is great. This is awesome. This is awesome. Our DM, uh, Glorious George. Uh, this is awesome, George. Uh, we, we, we need to slow it down, though. We need to, we need to, get, to get a break in because this is a lot going on. Right. So both games, amazing, amazing DMs who... Uh, Let's talk about that though. Yeah. The like safety procedures. Is this something that for your for your games that you've had they GMs have set up that previously and what do they look like? Absolutely. So the I feel if you're going to build a game, you're basically building a community with those people within the game. And when I know I'm going to be dealing with a a great GM, I know that that's Usually at session zero and or before that, they say, okay, where are the boundaries needed to be met so that you have a safe and fun time within this community? And usually that's in like a questionnaire or just a one-on-one session with you and the GM. And um, I've been lucky enough that in both of these games, those GMs have been wonderful enough to ask those questions, uh, respect those boundaries, and... You know, just make sure everyone's having the fun that they planned on having. And I thought, if anything, there you go. I, I mean, I, I DM some myself, but that's the, the tip of the day for me, at least. Uh, I don't know if, if, if uh, Cruz, you, your, your style is similar in that aspect when you're starting a game or like in the middle of a game in the sense of, hey, is everybody good? 
Uh, we're going to go into some uh, scenarios that, you know, might get a little heavy. How's everybody doing type deal? Because that's that's somewhere where I know that this DM knows what they're doing. I think at the beginning I wasn't. I mean, I knew when I f- went to to feel that those ways, like the emotions getting heavy, I do check in. But I didn't have a system beforehand. Right. And having a, not having a system beforehand caused me to be like, is this interrupting the flow of gameplay? Am I just reading too much into this? Like, a bunch of questions before I was like, I'm safe to say that I need to stop this, right? With having that idea beforehand and setting it to everybody, everybody checks in with everybody. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when we, when I do my stream game on Fridays, we have our Discord chat, and then I've already kind of, through prerequisites, like, check-ins, like, hey is everyone good we have like those little like emojis where just like uh green yellow red and seeing how everyone's doing right i love that and my players are the ones that usually when things get heated like before i can even like because like one i have i'm dming on one hand and i'm like okay i gotta also balance them because we've set those things in place beforehand they're the ones that like when i'm about to think about it they're already initializing it because they can sense that in the room and because of that we can all kind of take in roles as well as be comfortable talking um, and and communicating those things. So I think it's very important. Beforehand, I hadn't even thought about it until like I had a situation where it was just like, this is very uncomfy. Yes. I need <laughs> <Yes>. to stop. <laughs> Been there. Been there. Yes, absolutely. And it and it always comes as like a, a, a wrecking ball into the situation. And you're like, and it, it's a learning process in the sense of it as well. I, I, I love the fact that when it happened, you were like, okay, let's never have that happen again. Or at least yeah. <laughs> put, put like building blocks in a situation so that we see it coming before it happens mm-hmm. type deal. And, you know, that's what you want out of, like you said, your your players as well as the DM. The DM sets it up and then the players are, are, are respectful enough to remember it and use it as well to help the whole game. Because you're trying to have fun too. As much as, right. as as much as the players are there for fun, you know, the DM is there as well and wants to tell a wonderful story. Everybody wants to tell a wonderful story. So, you know, make sure everyone's feeling safe and the story's fun. And and that's what we're doing this for. We're doing this for fun. Like it there shouldn't be like, hey, we're gonna traumatize you we're yes. not expecting it. <laughs> like I know I do put well, one, I've put Alex through some shit, but that was I was not my plan. <laughs> it was consensual. But... It was consensual shit. Yes. And that's the issue. Yes. Is that it sounds like shit. it. <laughs> it is. So I, I and I I've been a part of a group. So not only has Adrian put me personally through shit, but I've been a part of a group where I, the player character, had an intera- interaction with another player, and it was just like two parts of my brain separated. I had the player playing like still talking but then i had like the human version of me that was like checking in with our discord and like is this still okay to continue at the level that i am playing this at okay you're checking and saying like giving me a thumbs up on the on the camera or giving me the green light to continue but i'm also playing this like as true to the character is right now um which is a really weird headspace that i don't think we we talk about like Yes, I want to get into this scene and I want to have this moment, whatever it is, but I can't get so far sucked into the scene that I forget that I'm playing with friends, that I'm mm-hmm. still playing in a safe spot and yes. like I still want to be a safe player. But like how far in the safety zone do you still play without pushing those boundaries as a player? So like finding that ebb and that weave is really important and I know for a lot of the time it feels uncomfortable to be in. I want to play the safe character. I want to have all these positive interactions with the people around me. And if that's the game you're playing, awesome. Continue playing that. But if you want to grow yourself or grow your character, you're going to come to a challenge and you have to face that challenge. I mean, I guess you don't have to. Fuck it. You don't have to do shit. <laughs> don't listen to me. That's true. Play the game you want to play. <laughs> but I definitely see where you're coming from in the sense of like your character goes, Ooh, I wonder if I go this route. And it's one of those routes where you're like, where you, the person is like, 
oh, this is this is gonna get this. We're using heavy a lot, but I, I'm gonna say it again. This is gonna get heavy. This is gonna get intense. I I need to make sure everyone else at this table is a okay. You know, it it's usually one of those things, and that's why I like quote-unquote aftercare at the end of the game is so important as well because those tense you know scenes or moments you like you really get into it and then the game's over and then everything just releases from you and you're you know i've seen people you know in tears after a game like that was the best experience ever but it's like all the emotions and the moments from that character are now like leaving their body and it's a lot as a dm that's usually the thing that hits the most uh like i'll play a session a four-hour session with my friends and then afterwards i'm like that was a good session and then like 10 minutes later i need like seven naps like 500 bags of chips and a pillow because i emotionally i am exhausted from what just transpired from this game (laughs) um but yeah that wonderfully put my opinion holy holy moly it's such a, I mean, it's such a great experience. I mean, and it's like this, like we've been talking about this type rope act that we play because we want to have fun. We want to delve into some cool ass shit, but make sure the cool ass shit isn't going to fuck with somebody else's day. Exactly. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was a great session, wasn't it? And you're not checking in with, with maybe one or two friends and they're just like, I mean, I this part this 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 part i i wasn't really cool with and then now it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh this i am so sorry that that we went through that and i should have checked in more so yeah the, the checking in is definitely very important what i'm i'm thinking like like just like uh let's let's just stay away from x y and z and i'm just like okay cool um i me as a dm i didn't prepare this far ahead now i just know not to prepare that (laughs) so it's not ruining any of my plans right that that was new that was that was unexpected that's that never happens as a dm i know you usually have every little bit and piece of the story (laughs) and where they're going perfectly aligned with what you thought was going to happen yes uh players are always predictable they set a pattern and they never change they never never go off the the rails ever fully on the rails all the time it's always it's always when you know you spent four or five hours prepping Mm -hmm. i've never prepped that long but you know um and then they just go you know I, I, we know we said we were going to this town and we were going to fight this guy. I know we said that. <laughs> but there is this random cave like 30 miles from where we're at. And we were wondering if we should check that. For, we're going to check that first, actually. That's that's our. Oh, OK. Yeah. No, I didn't just build this entire town and, and, and a government as well as the economic system in the past, you know, <laughs> two days. <laughs> sure. We can go to this one cave that I have one note on. And it's one word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's literally the reason why I went down the the chaos route of, I'm just going to be very loose with my planning. Because of one instant where I got kind of like, all right, this is what we're going to do. You asked me to, to play early. We can play early. That's back in college. And I'm just like, I set it up. All right, cool. I made a cool dungeon. I just need to get them down this trap hole they're fighting me they're like i'm like i don't really know what i'm doing i just need you to go down that hole i just need you to go they're like nah we don't want to do that i'm like uh and i flipped out i if i could i would have flipped that table it was a heavy table um we came back and played just video games an hour later because i was not doing that shit (laughs) that day right (laughs) just get in the hole no i don't want to go down the hole i don't want to go down the hole just get in the hole i don't want to go down to the hole (laughs) Listen, man, I literally prepped for this. You said you wanted to play D&D one day earlier. <laughs> Here it is. Now take your take this hole and like it. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> Craig, what was your first character? Oh, my first character was just like everybody else's first character. It was a, a wood elf ranger. Oh, I, for, I forgot the character's name. But I just know that it was a wood elf ranger because I wanted to um, shoot arrows and and be Legolas and and do all the cool um, ranger stuff. And I think I came late to the campaign and, you know, I was still learning the uh, 
ropes and everything. Didn't know what concentration was. I had all these mm. concentra- I had all these spells and, and and rules for the spells and my range to attack. And there's a battle map, and I'm like, what's going on here? But then they handed me the dice, and they were like, you roll this dice. The higher rolls means you're closer to to hitting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is World of Warcraft, only just more math. I'm 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 set. I'm 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 here with it. And so yeah, I I literally don't remember the name of the character. I remember we did beat the the big bad evil guy, but mm-hmm. I, I I remember one time um the the group I was with was really big into um WWE and there was just this random javelin that we had stopped them from using and everybody's fighting and I I said my character I want to move the javelin and target it towards the next enemy and I'm going to launch myself from the javelin not javelin um what are the uh it's like a it's kind of like a trebuchet kind of like a trebuchet but it was like bolt bolt action type deal like a giant crossbow kind of thing yes yes Uh, like a cannon well, for, yeah, but, like, it's, like, for arrows to, like, like pierce things. A fantasy cannon. Okay, sure. it's a fantasy we'll call cannon. It that. Fantasy cannon crossbow, but, like, a, a, a wood elf could fit in it. And, basically, I launched myself out of it and, basically, uh, speared or suplexed uh, one of the characters. And that's the main thing I remember from that because everyone at the table just, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> DDT and all this, you know, all that random jargon. I haven't watched wrestling since, you know, SmackDown, so I don't even know. But yeah, that was <laughs> that was when I was like, that was probably the moment where I was like, yeah, I can play this game. I can play this game for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm hooked. Fuck it yeah, wasn't. A, I can fuck yeah, with I, this. I can mess. With it. it wasn't until later when I like, um, I want to say, like probably 2020, where I, I started realizing that, oh, you know, it's not just combat that I, I i can fall in love with with this game but also just interacting with the other characters more and 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 building the, that communication community and relationship with these other pcs and npcs in the game um and that was that was a wild ride as well because it's you know you create this individual and then they have different thoughts thought processes and, and beliefs and you want to you know what would this individual, not myself, but this individual that I'm playing, what would they do in this situation? And then you go down that that road, and you're like, "Whoa, this is this is, where is this going? Where is it leading? I don't know, but it sure is fun." And it's uh, that those journeys have been like stellar, amazing parts of the game. And I think at this point, you know, I feel like a lot of D and D players, at least the ones that that I've uh, worked with and, and played with they find more fun in those interactions more than they get the, you know, mid maxing, a, a unkillable character, you know, you know, that, that, that's fun at some point, you know, you get a challenge rating high enough and you're like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that level 25, that's, that's no problem. My character can beat it by itself. But right. when you have to interact with the tavern keep who, you know, has, has this story that you just can't get out of them and you got to build an emotional relationship with them and, Really, it's just your your buddy Brad who's who's playing the character, but you know, Brad needs to tell you more, so you gotta actually have the conversations. And somehow now you're in a a, a K drama, and you don't know how you got <laughs> here. So it's it's, a, it's it's the whole game is just it's it's awesome. Nice. What's the most memorable time that you, the character, acted differently than you, the player? Ooh, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It happened recently, actually. There was uh, a there's a moment in Grim Domains where my character, and that's that's my mid max character, basically, um, Gloomstalker, Ranger slash Cleric, you know, dual wield, can kill like half the character, half the enemies in the in the combat before you know combat even starts, type deal. But um, he's a chicken. He's he's terrified of everything. <laughs> And he has a phobia of dolls due to backstory stuff. And it was backstory stuff that, like, happened and the audience themselves had seen it. And so, uh, phobia of, like, dolls. And they come into a room full of dolls. And 
they're trying to get information and then combat starts and the dolls immediately start attacking them. And at first I was like, I'm going to disengage because there's too many, like I'm thinking like, like Craig's thinking like, all right, set up strategy. How are we going to take all these dolls out? I need to back up a bit. And I was like, I'm going to have them disengage and like pull them into a hallway so that I can take them out one by one. And as, as I was running out and things are getting more dire and like the other characters are getting ready to like go down. I was like, Rev would run in this situation. These, these, this is, this is triggering moments in Rev's past that, you know, have, are bringing up this phobia and no, he can't handle this right now. So, uh, Gloomstalker gets the spell rope trick at a certain level. And so he casted rope trick, went up into the different dimension and literally went into the fetal position. And it was, it was one of those moments where everyone else was like, it was one of those moments where folks were like, Craig, what in the world's going on? What's happening? And then it, you see it click in their heads and they're like, oh, oh, this is, this is, this is Rev. This isn't Craig. And then it was just like a whole cycle. And I was, it was one of those moments as well where I learned more about that character because I didn't think as myself, but as what the character would do. And then, you know, a growth period for the character and like not having that happen again, hopefully, as well as the other characters around them. It was, it was, it was goofy. I based them off, if you guys are Rugrats fans, uh, Chucky Fenster from Rugrats. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. It, yeah. And so he's like, mind you, Chucky is the bravest one out of all the Rugrats. Cause he's, uh, let me explain. He's, he's two. While the rest of them are one, right? So technically, Chucky's lived an entire life before any of the other Rugrats, besides like Angelica and Susie, were even mm-hmm. born. So he knows he knows a plethora of knowledge, and he still runs into the to the things that he's afraid of with with his gang. So you know that's that's the concept I brought with this goof I play in that game. So. It, long and short of of your answer right there <laughs> i fucking love that description of chucky <laughs> to the other kids <laughs> something i didn't even realize but also like i don't know i was like too enamored with dude this cassette tape's orange dude <laughs> yes yes the orange cassette tapes were the best yes it's it just so cool you're, you're looking that's when you know it was a good fucking movie was when it was not black and it came as a different color and you were like this is it this is we have peaked as a humanity right <laughs> fucking here. the color of the plastic that is around the film. <laughs> we can't get any better than this. You're telling right? me this isn't special? Right. What do you mean? This is great. <laughs> and now now you can't find a cassette tape anywhere, basically. It's like, what is this ancient device? It's like, listen, Zoomer, I'm tired of you. That is a VHS. And there used to be a, a also a recorder you put it in. And they just look at you like, what? Like, we have to rewind. Is this a CD? <laughs> yeah, you had to rewind. Oh man, did you guys um did you guys get so good with rewinding movies that you knew the exact time for each one? You mean like, like you, you press the button and you just like, oh, it was like X amount of time. I just have to hold it for like three seconds now. And you know exactly. No, what I think I just waited. Land on. Oh, okay. Oh just no, I just cool. went to the very beginning every single time. <laughs> I was I was down bad in the sense of like, all right, I want to see this scene. And I'll just press stop, rewind, wait a couple seconds. I'm like, all right, it should be right here. Boom. Hell and yeah. And I'm like, I might have a problem. Maybe not. Who knows? But those are ancient times. <laughs> what a wonderful long- skill to have. Yeah. Yes, skill. We'll call it that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I don't feel as bad anymore. <laughs> There's going to be some alien that takes us all up and we're going to count on Craig. And like, you have to go back to this scene and you're at this peak right here. You And Craig's going to save us all. I got it. I got it, Joe. <laughs> no one should be worried right now. The entire planet is safe. Stop. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Right. That's my moment. I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for alien abduction. When you were talking about that moment as... Uh, you kind of ran away and you had that kind of like 
your your players were they kind of like visibly upset with you or would the, like in, in like did some people get in some people didn't no 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 because the, the 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 crews crew separate crews that i play with it's always like the character story is the most important part that's why mm. we're playing the game so it was one of those moments in the sense of like Craig, like, what's going on? But it wasn't one of those things of like, dude, come on, we're we're trying to win this type thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because it, it was also that process of, so why why did Rev run? And then, you know, the DM helped as well in in, in showing those flashbacks and and uh, uh, getting the the PCs as well as the audience the understanding of there's a reason why this happened, and there's a reason why. Uh, Rev made that decision because you know he's so much on top of his game in the sense of knowing the characters and their backstories and so there wasn't that much of a loss in the sense of like like if I would have randomly done that and then just said that phrase you know well that's what my character would have done yeah. but there's no there's no like well when did you when did we know that he'd do that you know right? it, it was more of one of those things of well, we know Rev's a coward we know he has a rough back story in the sense of like things have happened to him and something must have happened that triggered this type of effect. And so everyone was on the same uh, wavelength in the understanding of, okay, this could happen. This could happen. He's a chicken. So, yeah. you know, he might run away. But this was one of those in this. They're like, oh, not only did it happen, but like it was... It was a big level. So it ended up turning into not only the other PCs understanding, but also them taking their characters in, like, trying to help Rev out of that situation. One of them trying to console him as well as one of them telling him, you know, things like this happen. You, you know, the fact that you've you've got like trying to pick him up in the sense of, you know, you've you've got you've faced dragons, you've faced, you know, other things. We'll, we'll get through this and it became a more of a bonding moment in the sense of more of it less of a come on dude you know play play the game right no but no one ever said says that thankfully oh. <laughs> because at in the end of the day uh everyone knows there's a specific and right way to play D D, and the, once more people understand the right ways to play D D and follow all the rules as written you know, we'll have less problems in the D and D community. No straying. Isn't that it? The text, the holy yes. text, the holy text. No, no, no rules of cool around here. All right. If you're not, no. if you don't have the whole player's handbook memorized specifically, then I don't know why you're at the table. Can we just can we just <laughs> get that on the record on this book? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've if done, you I've, don't play the module that. as written, as you might as written. well get the fuck out of the table. No, no new backstories, no new NPCs. Everyone's name needs to be specifically written. If you, if your, if your character can't know Orcish, then we're not gonna let them just randomly know Orcish. What, what's, what are you doing? What are you doing at this table? Just throwing stuff out willy nilly. This isn't willy nilly place. We aren't trying to have fun here. We're trying. To, we're here to win. We're here to win on your character sheets, and then you get to challenge the king of D and D. Yes, that's that's how. It... No, you resurrect the soul of Gary Dyack, <laughs> oh, and then that's how you then become the king of D and D. And there can only be kings. There can only be kings. Only kings. Only kings. Uh, no minorities. Only kings. <laughs> no, no minorities. No. <laughs> White so... men. Only this road we so we're all down. out. All three of us. Yeah, all three of us can't. Well, I guess I gotta find a new game, guys. <laughs> Wonderful being on the podcast. I gotta skedaddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that has also been an interesting road. But you know, that's a fun part about um the the TikTok community is how open and different cultures and communities and how they add that to the game in the sense of not trying to play a game a specific way in which like you know a bunch of a bunch of old white dudes in their basement set it up to be but like 
this learning and understanding the concept of this is this is my game or this is our game let's make it that way let's make this story the story we want to tell and being willing to teach others and learn from others uh, when it comes to other communities bouncing off each other and being respectful in that aspect and and I've, I've had a wonderful time joining all these new communities as well as building with them and, and learning so much from them because of that, you know, shaking it up, getting, getting different people doing, uh, kind of the same thing. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of good creation going on within that space. And you, I mean, there are some people who are just like, uh, you're playing it wrong in that, in the TikTok space, but they're just there to hate. Yeah. There's too many people out there that just like, I don't get it. Why fun. don't you have super traumatic backstories? You're not supposed to put the kitty gloves on. I'm like, okay, you're just, what do you, I mean, what are you playing for? You're playing to, yeah. you know, stroke your own ego or, you know, have a power trip and not like have fun with your friends. Correct. I watch enough anime to understand that, you know, if, if, if the main character has parents, then I'm about to... Get, buckle up because they aren't going to be there very long. Why would I want to do that <laughs> with my D and D character? You know, almost all my D and D characters' parents are still alive. Why? Because it's different, and it also gives my DM a reason to either a make my parents, you know, the difficulty in their life, or make my character, my parents, the sweetest people in the world, and then say, "Hey, guess what? The BBEG saw your saw your dad the other day, and now." I have now I have a heart attack, you know, because my imaginary parents need to survive the entire campaign. My character, probably not. But my character's parents, 100%. I I see <laughs> see Cruz's like smile. I don't know if you just get, like a thought just came into your head. <laughs> or uh, gave I'm you just little... thinking about imaginary parents and I'm just like I have to bring I I just like remember a couple of my games and I'm just like I do have to mess with their parents eventually there you go <laughs> i mean i'm like i'm like I'm, i was like crossing off the list like i fucked with her i fucked with him i fucked with them you're next see there you i'm go. now That's imagining adrian with like a whiteboard behind him with all of his different campaigns right all of his characters have their family trees like above them and then he's just like cartoonishly crossing out names or like it's color coded yep. where like this person is dead we've murdered they know they don't know <laughs> this is actually the big bad these are the people we're gonna potentially fuck with so like they're circled or like hearted and orange or yellow or something like their potentials we could fuck with them but i have like, just like holes in this whiteboard because i'm just like i don't know who to fuck with so i'm gonna just throw a dart at it and there see who go. i want to <laughs> Color coordinated with bullseyes everywhere, just set up. <laughs> oh, that's a good way. Listen, get the little darts with the stickers on there, and then just, like write the random things that happen to them, and just like shoot it randomly at your board. Mm -hmm. Ooh, put them in a bowl, right? Blindfold yourself, put them in a bowl, shake the bowl up. Don't don't stick yourself with a dart. But, but roll roll it up, and then you pick a random one, toss it at the board. Boom. You got a storyline right there. Right there. From start to finish, right there, storyline is made. There you go. It's like, there's like one uh, happy ending. Everything is like murdered, dead, yes. killed. <laughs> <laughs> the happy ending one is like in full gold laminated like lining and everything. And it's a very specific one. And then all it's the other It's very obvious. Just... It doesn't feel the yeah. same than the rest of them. You it's purposely don't take that one. It's the bottom of the bowl. Mm -hmm. It's taped, so it's oh, in yeah, the bowl. Never... It's taped. <laughs> Don't you have any good endings? Yeah, it's right there in the bowl. Yeah, you, you always show them the bottom of the it's bowl. Right you just don't make sure you don't tilt it too much, or else you just see all of them go except for the tape bottom. bottom. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, they're gonna find you. out. Oh no! If you're a member of Adrian's table and you don't have anything good happening to you. That's, I can't say it's going to get any better. Listen, we saw adding darts to my Amazon wish list right now. <laughs> for no reason. Uh, sorry, unrelated. My apologies. I'm going to cut that for, for the podcast. <laughs> 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 
We'd love to hear it. Adrian, I'm shipping a Nerf gun straight to you for no apparent reason. <laughs> there you go. Nerf gun might be a lot more fun, honestly. Like, come on. You get to, like, the six-chambered ones, and you just spin it. <laughs> like a little rush over. <laughs> what or... trauma are you going to have today? <laughs> As you're playing the game on your computer, because I'm assuming that's how you're going to play it at this point, right? At this time, And then yeah. you just shoot your computer... And then whosoever face it lands on, right then and there, you know who you're going to fuck with. Just, it's a, I'll the, never know. The optimal way to play D&D, 100%, right there. <laughs> See, it was going to attach tax to the end of the darts, but now when we're shooting my computer, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. <laughs> no, 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 you know the like little suction cup tips? That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was just like, I'm trying to figure out how to shoot this thing <laughs> at a whiteboard i'm like it's just gonna hit it if i'm already blindfolded so i better just put a tack at the end of it so it really sticks that's if you had a, so okay you need the tack if you have a cork board mm-hmm. and then you you get the little suction cup if it's a whiteboard whiteboard yeah so depending on you can mix a match that is true i think i think it's like the bullseye is fuck with nobody, and then all the other things is just going to be, like, the characters' names, their favorite NPC. Like, a third of it is just fuck with everyone. Random animals. Oh, it's no. a small little section. Uh-huh, I know. But if the threat is not there, are your players having fun? That is true. I feel like I've seen on TikTok that there's been this kind of, like, People are like, well, if there's no threat of death, I'm like, right. they're, they're, they're kind of conversing against having, like, the threat of death there in a game. To me, I'm just like, I, I kind of, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of think about that. Because I think I had the opposite problem of just saying, like, oh, you guys might die or you might get killed. But then I never did it. So, like, when people are like... Well, I don't want my characters to die. I want this game to just mainly be about story. I'm like trying to rationalize that in my head. And I feel like it's there, but because I took so long of finally killing my first character because I didn't want to, it's hard to go back, you know? It's hard to un- unflip that I got switch. The taste. I got the taste of blood in my mouth. I, I can't get rid of it. It's so good. It's, it's so bad. I just like. Oof. All right, let's solve this problem then, okay? We've got three semi-intelligent, mostly coherent people. Mostly. <laughs> how how do you threaten your characters, your, your players at your table, um, maybe outside of them dying? So what is the motivation for them to succeed or not to succeed if the threat is not death? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Go. Okay. I can't, they can't see me point to you. I was raising my <laughs> hand as well. So there you go. You guys got the, uh, the visual now. But um, we, we kind of went over it a little bit. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sure, your character can live forever. Your character can be immortal for all I care. But what about the world around you? What's, what, what's stopping me from destroying everything that you love? That reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode where the guy just wants to read and then he goes into the library and then he comes out and the world is an apocalypse and then he goes down to read because that's all he wants to do and he breaks his fucking glasses. Oof. Ah! Oof. I've never worn glasses in my life, so I can't relate, but I kind of understand. I'm so sorry that your vision is beautiful and you're perfect. Well, you know, I didn't say it, but I'll take it. Uh, no, but I, <laughs> that's, that's the but that's the mindset in the sense of like if you right. want your characters to still feel threatened. Like I've I've definitely had those moments where where my players have been like, "Look, I'm I really like this character, and I don't want them to die." And I'm like, "Oh, why do you like the character? Well, the, I've got this awesome backstory about him. Okay, tell me more about the backstory. Well, he's got this great uncle who's really cool and taught him all this awesome stuff, and that's why he's unkillable. Oh, cool. Tell me more about that uncle. Well, he's he. Why do you want to know? Oh, don't worry about it. Just just tell me tell me more. Is he? You know how how how's his like moral compass? Oh, he's he'll he'll do anything for for money. Interesting. Okay. What uh, what other family members you got? You know, like the little things like that, and you you, 
they learn more about their character when you have that mm-hmm. conversation. And then they also learn that they care about more things. And what I've learned from that is because they care about those people from their backstories or the NPCs that they meet at the tavern and all that so much, they're more willing to put their characters in dire situations. And I've actually had a few PCs come into situations where they're like, they start going like, I don't care if my character dies. I need to make sure this, this NPC makes Mm -hmm. it out of here. And I was, and I think back to myself and I'm like, when we started this campaign, you were telling me how, you know, you didn't want any character death whatsoever. And now it's like, they're so, their dedication to the story becomes greater than the actual dedication to that one character that they've created because now the story is theirs as well as the entire tables and they want to make sure that's safe compared to just their one PC and that is like the awesome moment and where you're like you know you've got them hooked and at that point you're usually hooked as well you're like yeah let's let's go let's do this um definitely had that moment I want to say, like, maybe episode three of um, Unbalanced Encounters. We were, we were, um, basically, we were learning more about the town in which the characters lived in. And then something happened. And I was like, I was sitting at my computer and we're going through the combat and everything. And I'm like, I will sacrifice everything that Isaac has in his person on on his person himself in general to make sure that this town is safe because i can't lose anyone from this town and it, it was because it was cre- created so well by patrick and our understanding of of the people in the town the history of the town and the 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 reasons why our characters love the town so much that i was just like i was hooked I was hooked so much that I was I was willing to gamble the resources that were my character to make sure that the story continued. Plus, you know, I can just always roll a couple dice and boom, I got a new character. Probably cooler. Really not hard to be cooler than Isaac, though. He's like... <laughs> I think that's... He's, I think, he's you know, the importance of your character is very important to, like, who they are. So if you can't touch them, you can touch the things that make them them kind of thing. Yes. So, oh, yeah. I think that's the other thing. I have fucking with their goals. Uh, you know, you know. Oh, I want to be super rich. All right, here's here's student debt. I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've killed Craig. Why? Oh, what? what was realistic. the point of that, Adrian? Too uh, crippling depression. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was on my mind when I was thinking about looking for jobs, so... <laughs> this, this millennial here has been scarred from this podcast. No, nobody liked that little text bar up top of the screen. <laughs> Craig Why are remember you this. screaming right now? <laughs> Is it, that was loud. That was really loud. Is there, I, I said good? it with my inside voice, but everyone else heard yelling, screaming, and shitting. <laughs> headphones like are, are peaking right now i don't know oh wow. no <laughs> we're just all on the same level right where we're not paying that back is that is is that that's how i look much? at it is that's that... what I've, I've i felt like there's no way not in my lifetime someone told me i didn't have to i don't know who it was <laughs> said <laughs> sometime in my life it was said i don't know when bernie sanders we'll just blame it on him yeah, what is what is I, heard I think he'd take it. A blue check marked, do- totally not bought check mark Elon Musk account that said he was going to buy me it, my debt if I sent it him thousands of dollars. So I think I'm 100%. good. Yeah, I didn't yeah, send him the money, good. but he said he'd do it. So I, I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the so I got it covered. Yeah, even though Elon is <laughs> spelled good. wrong with two ends. <laughs> I don't know about the rest. Of you. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> is that illegal to say? Is that I'm now questioning? What do you Can somebody mean? come back and like be like, ah, this bitch said that she wasn't gonna pay him back. What, the fucking oh. IRS is gonna comb through our podcast. Good luck, episode ninety eight. At least we Let's got hits try. on our fucking podcast. <laughs> Good job, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> come at me! Come at me! Here, how about this? Also, the real answer. 
you have to listen to them all backwards now. So good luck with that, IRS. <laughs> nice. Yep. They'll never find the it. The real answer is backwards. They'll never find it. The truth. This Sorry. is how you make a Sorry. D&D puzzle as well. Is you... <laughs> <laughs> so you go backwards. You, you, go backwards. you trick the IRS into thinking one thing and then you I, swap it out. I have learned that the easier you make a puzzle in D&D. Oh, God. The you're basically saying you never want your your PCs to complete the puzzle. That well, is as somebody true. on this podcast who watched us all try to fuck with Adrian's very simple puzzle, uh, and I think we spent forty five minutes trying to figure it out and refused, <laughs> refused any help, refused to think about it simply. Just and I, I, I don't. I don't know what happens. It's like when a person walks in. I'm sorry, it's on me. You did spell it out. That's the whole thing. Is it was spelled out, literally. I need to do it again. It's when a person walks into an amusement park and turns their brain off and says, "What time is the three o'clock parade?" And you just (laughs) look at them and you say, "Listen to your question." This, that 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 got Disney Park specific, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I don't know what other I guess Universal does parks or does parades, but I've been asked that question. I've had had people look at my face, and I looked at their face and said, "Ask that question again," and just listen to what you're saying, and then you see it on their face, and then. Have a magical day, and then we all continue on with our life. I've I've legit taught in classrooms, and and like I've had the the moments with the students where it's like, I have five apples, you have three. How many apples do we have together? I've had those moments, you know. Nothing has been more, not aggravating, but just like frustrating than looking at another grown person and saying the mirror looks strange to you (laughs) it's as if something's trying to reach out towards you and like giving them all these little hints and they're just like i think we should check the desk again the desk seemed a little (laughs) just like the vibes of the desk were off yeah (laughs) Vibe check the desk one yeah. more time. Not, not liking these desk vibes. <laughs> the desk burnt into a crisp. Ah, I'm going, getting somewhere now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the hand is like clawing out of the mirror, just tapping them on the shoulder like, hey, hey, maybe you should check over here. <laughs> Puzzles are great, is what I meant to say for that <laughs> section. I puzzles are great. I'm afraid but... to make more puzzles because of those kinds of things. And I had that happen. I had a, a game where I, I'm like, all right, I'm only doing one puzzle and two encounters instead of two puzzles and one encounter because they're not going to get out of this room if I do it that yep. way. Yep. Oh um, my gosh. And then and then you make a really like elaborate one that you're like, this is going to stump them the whole session. It's going to take us the whole like. Th- two plus hours to complete this one puzzle it's gonna be intense they finish it in like five minutes because you forgot they had magic for a second there (laughs) (laughs) they had that one spell that just goes over everything else and you're like like, oh no i don't have anything else prepped we should do a shopping episode in the middle of this dungeon so i can scramble I was playing, and it was just like, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm like, I was very, you like, hey, take this coin, give it to him, they'll give you griffins to ride over. And I'm like, okay, fine. I go over there. Oh, I guess he forgot the coin. And the GM's like, trying to get the coin for me, and I'm like, I'm tired of this game. Teleport! And <laughs> disappeared. He's like, I did not check your spell sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, I just wanted that coin, because I'm a little asshole today. Yeah. It's it's always the the moments when you're like, oh, 
I probably shouldn't check their passive perception. I'm going to send like 17 assassins uh, after them and they'll never know they're hunting them down. Mm -hmm. Forgetting that the druid has a passive perception of like 35 and it's like, even if they roll a nat 20, this druid's still going to know that that, that 50 yards away that there's there's somebody tracking them. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you are all done prepping and you're at the table and you finally they, and they'll just say it randomly oh, i have a passive perception of uh, 53 and it's like oh hmm interesting <laughs> why'd you say that i could have lived in my world of disbelief for a little bit longer can i can i go back no okay i guess fuck man <laughs> you just don't want me to be happy that's what you're telling me <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's it's when the, the GM holds up the red card. Yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> we need to take a break. We need to take a break, guys. I'm not okay right now. We need to... Emotionally, this is, this is a little too much for me. What? I just said I was just giving you my stats. I don't know. Did I say something wrong? Oh, Stop man. telling me high numbers. I don't like them. Yes. <laughs> It's and it's and that's also the thing. Like stats are fun and everything, but sometimes the the roles in a game can just make the game in yes. the sense of like you can steamroll through a high big evil BBEG boss battle, and it's like epic. And you guys are like SEAL Team Six, and it's everything's working. You're the Avengers basically, and then you see one goat, and and everybody's rolling terrible. And then for the rest of the game, that goat, like, haunts your character's dreams. Just bucking you off cliffs. Yes. Just, we, two people died. One guy went unconscious. It was terrible. What, 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 what attacked you? Was it a manticore? Was it a, was it a, what, what was it a tarrasque? No, man, it was a goat. It was a goat. It was... It kept nice. disengaging and standing on the sheer edge of a cliff that we couldn't get to. <laughs> Our barbarian failed every athletics check known to man. It was it was insane. He slipped and fell on his own ass twice. <laughs> he bled more than any of us all. Right. And he was taking half damage. It's like the, the that's what makes it fun because you get to make stories like that. <laughs> the slow burn. <laughs> by just rolling terribly and it's so good yeah oh, and i do love characters and players and gms who roll with it it's just not like uh you hit a little less it's just like okay here's why this character did this you know the mm -hmm. descriptions to those roles are magical but i have also seen like i have, two, I have like i think i have like two players who just love to ham it up and then they roll and i'm like Dude, like this, <laughs> I've seen you fell too many times hamming yourself up, and just like, I take out my sword, brilliant light, it sheens in the air. Almighty Catherog, I will destroy you. You will the one. Oh, and I go unconscious. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> the my favorite phrase to use when they when when they ham it up like that is like, and that's what you think in your head before <laughs> you. S there was a there was a crack in the floor that you weren't prepared for, and tr you trip <laughs> towards the attack and land on your face. And it's just like, yeah, okay, I can go with that. That that, that tracks. Awesome. I love that so much. Yeah, I I I definitely love it. Um, as as a PC is is when I get a chance to uh, describe actions and describe. It kind of makes more flavor in combat in in. Mm -hmm combat scenarios because one thing that I've, I've learned to not like is when it's just like you roll hit all right how much damage all right cool next roll miss okay next and it like that gets tedious and, 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 mm -hmm. and boring and so when when the characters get into like the mood of like all right what what movie did i watch last night all right the matrix yeah i'm, I'm just gonna be keanu reeves in it this whole time i'm just gonna be I know Kung Fu and, and they're describing all their moves and everything. And it, it's so sick compared to that, to the uh, former. I, I usually do get like sucked into movies or, or like shows. And I'm just like, now I need to make my character do that mm -hmm. all the time. Like if, what's it called? Like Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't, oh, I, don't yes. I don't think 
I don't think Alex knows that one, but like the the fight animation is just so clean. I actually I made a I made a BBG that was like um, uh-huh. Toto. <laughs> the the, clap, yeah, the, and so like yeah, yeah, when they yeah, were yeah. fighting them, they got really mad because he could just move as a bonus action. He just switch. It wasn't the fact that he was moving all over the place. It was the fact that he was switching with them. So they thought they had like a good positioning on the battlefield, and then they spoilers for Jujutsu Kaisen, oh by the God. way, for anybody listening to this. So make sure you watch that before watching this episode of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, watch <laughs> all of Jujutsu Kaisen. I've already watched it five <laughs> times, dubbed and yes. subbed, uh, because just it just feels better knowing both sides. That, okay, I thought I was the only one that did that. I, I appreciate the fact that you also listen to both versions and you. you... <laughs> I, I do that with I've done that with that I've done that with my hero and I think because I'm caught up right now I might do that with One Piece oh wow I <laughs> which I've I've caught up with One Piece like six that months is ago dedication thanks pandemic without you I would have <laughs> never touched One Piece I think there's a lot of people that that have like One Piece's like popularity has skyrocketed and I think it's because of that mm-hmm. they're like well now that I have time to watch these thousand plus episodes of anime I I might as well. I have nothing else better to do sitting at home. And no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Where is the lie? Where is the lie? That was true. I I I wasn't in the same uh, boat as everyone else during the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, in I was in the navy, so I was actually literally on a ship during the entire pandemic. So it was a. Uh, it was like a cruise that you never want to be a part of, so <laughs> that you always want yes. to get off. <laughs> and so, but it was it was fun. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but now I have D and D. So my uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like six months off of joining the navy, but then I got married. Nice. But like, had had the spouse not come in, I probably because I could have. I was. I was practicing for the diving test. Oh, the diving <laughs> swim qual. Uh, yeah, because I'm a I'm a scuba oh, diver. Oh, sweet, awesome. I'm a I'm super like a, I'm an instructor. <laughs> see, see, but the, with um, that, you probably would have had a lot more fun within the um, the navy compared to like the other the other stuff that was done, like retrieving bodies. It's it's better than uh, chucking them in the freezer. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> just it's the initial grab part, and then yeah. Ooh, ooh, Adrian. Yes. Well, I was talking about dead people here. Yeah, it's fine. Segway, 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 segway. Dead people. Uh-uh. It's we've reached the hour mark. <laughs> We're about to end this podcast <laughs> like that person's life. <laughs> Alex, do you have any more questions? There's your segue. Uh, I I cannot. It's been an absolute delight and pleasure per always on this podcast, but definitely thank with you, you guys. Thank you, Alex. It's been wonderful hanging out with you guys and, and talking the wonderful nerd stuff that we love. Uh, D&D, anime, all that. I things. do want to, yeah. I want to see those stats on the Toto Monster, dude. I want, I want, I want those stats. Oh, I got you, I got you. I'll, I'll, I'll send it. All right. It was, Where can they find you, Greg? Uh, you can find me on uh, TikTok, Craigums, uh, C-R-A-I-G-G-M-U-M-Z, uh, basically on all my socials. That's that's the one. You can find me on Unbalanced Encounters Rally Podcast. You can find that wherever podcasts are downloaded at. Um, you can also find me uh, on Grim Domains, Magi RPG, uh, usually on Fridays at 6.30 PST. And uh, I also stream on Twitch every once in a while, usually around 12 to 3 PST time, usually if you're interested in talking D&D or, you know, gaming. Hell yeah. Alex? I translated all those times in my head to Central, and I think I broke them. I broke them all. <laughs> broke them all. Well, 
Thank you, dear listener, for joining us on another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. You can find us on all social medias at Dungeon and Degrees. Um, we are booming into the 2023, so we are growing. This will be the biggest year of growth. It is the year of the rabbit, and here we are. Okay, hold on. That got away from me further faster than it like normally does. So, like a rabbit. <laughs> like a rabbit. See? Adrian, don't give me that face. What do rabbits do? They 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 multiply. <laughs> they multiply, and that's what we're gonna do this year, dear listener. Um, if nice, if nice, you nice, want to nice, join nice. us, teamwork makes the dream work. Right there, that was beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that. I didn't think that's where you're going for, but that's where I went immediately. <laughs> uh, why do you allow me to do this? Um, <laughs> You're right. I voluntold you. You told me that I was doing it. (laughs) I just assume that nobody wants to hear your voice all the time. Just my voice all the time. Ooh, this 2023 energy is volatile. 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 Wow. That's what you're trying to say. Volatile. Yes. (laughs) Volatile. Literally. And I didn't mean it to. Um, anywho, if you, like us, want to join us down on the ground level, um, you can always help fund this beautiful, magical thing we call a podcast, um, at our Patreon, at patreon.com backslash Dungeon and Degrees. You get ad-free early episode, Adrian and I, we say it all the time, but we're gonna do it. You'll have access to all of our fun stuff. We also have a Discord that is also growing. Um, so if you need a new community of friends and maybe family members, you can always invite your family members. And uh, suggest us to all of them, too, because that's how we grow our podcast. And once again, never rate anybody less than five stars unless they were horrible and terrible. You never have to listen to us again if this is your only podcast, but still rate us five stars because... That's the genuine good person thing to do. Bam. All right. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. Due to technical difficulties, Craig was not able to sign off with us. Go have some fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no.